Today is Thursday, May 25th, 2017, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje. One of the most common things that we hear here at Caritas is we hear from people who, for some reason or another, their spouse or their children are not interested in God, not interested in religion, not interested in going to church. And usually we hear one of two things, either number one, it's not it, it's not relevant to their life. It doesn't make a difference to them one way or the other. Or number two, they won't go to church because the homilies stink. And so, this is a common thing that we hear. And but what we have seen, and you have heard a friend of Medjugorje speak about over the num- the last number of years, in particular, is that Our Lady has come to give us direction and to fill a void where there is a lack of direction in the world. We know that there are a lot of good priests out there and that there are a lot of good people out there within the church. But we do know that there is a lack of food being given to people. And this is the part of the reason why Our Lady comes and gives us messages to speak to us and to help guide a world that does not have direction. Tonight, a friend of Medjugorje is going to open up for us a message that Our Lady gave to us today that we might understand this in its relevancy for how we are to live our daily life. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. As usual, we had today some guests at the Rosary, which is 11 o'clock Central Time. And it was a woman, her, her mother and her son. And one son stayed in the car. This is normal. We're in a time of division. I was introduced to her, and I said, "What's he?" They said there was one in a car. There's some issues, but that's okay. It's okay because everybody has to find their way right now, and that's what I is coming here for is a way. And you can't avoid the way. You can't stay neutral. You can't stay in the middle. You got to go down a direction. The Orient from Europe was an orientation. You're oriented when you're traveling and going a certain path. So in this situation, we have these families. And many times we see where parents even are oppressive because they either want their kids to be religious and they're oppressive about doing it, tell them where they're going, the locations and all these things, or going to the convent, going to the monasteries. And that doesn't always work out. In fact, we know somebody that has pressured 
their children to go into a convent. She left the convent and went from there to another convent. Horrible situations, things I won't even speak about. And now they're damaged forever because the parents didn't want them to come here. See, they've got the religious on their side, have their idea. My son's going to be a priest. Or they're going to be a nun. They push them into it. On the other hand, you got those that don't do anything and they have no religion. It's always here to force decisions in the hearts now. There's no more waiting. There's no more on the fence. There's no more neutral. It's either forward or reverse, one or the other. The way people raise their children today, and they have so many expectations and so much wants, is defined not by what they want, but what the child wants. And you put those wants in them by your witness. And from day one as they grow, you give them a micro amount of freedom where they never feel restricted. And as they grow older, you support their decision. Unless it's completely immoral, but they even have free will for that. But they have a choice to come someplace or another place. You don't decide that. Or if they're going to be an attorney, they're going to be or whatever they're going to be. My dad never was negative about what I decided to do. He just supported it. His support for that gave me no stress, no doubts, but only confidence for me to follow the way, even if I didn't know God was making me a direction or setting things up. So we have the mother coming today that says, I stand before your free will humbly. And we have Maria and Visca asking, should we be religious? Should we be nuns? Elias says, well, that would be good, but that's your decision. You've got to make the decision. Parents make a big mistake when they think that they can guide their children towards something. The only way to guide it is toward God's will. Raise them in the right way. And through that, they can get on the path to God. So we have situations where we see families are turned away from religion. Pressure them, you go in a convent or go somewhere else. My mom always says, this is going to be my priest that I was. I didn't want to be no priest. I was never. I, don't, I remember her saying this in front of a priest, and I'm saying to my son, "I don't. I'm not going to be a priest. I don't want to be a priest." But maybe that factored in in a way that it makes me do what I do today. But because even with her, she wasn't like you go this out of high school, or you go this way. My dad said, "Don't go to college." He didn't believe in college, so he did apprentice with that. I thank God he did. But people aren't raising children in the right way today. They don't understand really, and it's one thing I want to write about, how we raise the children here. It's just a way of life that we show them, and they just go the way. How do you get one-year-olds, four years old, six years old, 16 years old, 18 years old, to go to a, a rosary every day in the rain, the heat, the sleet, whatever the temperature, whatever is going on, without any complaint? We don't have complaint because the parents don't complain. 
They don't say, oh no, here's another rainy day. They don't hear that here. Because if it's a rainy day, five days in a row, God gave us that. Our lady says you never cease to pray for rain. It's a blessing, always. Don't complain about it. So they just teach children things that when they get older, you're not going to like. And thank God we got a mother here that's coming, giving us words to show us how to raise children for the generations that's coming to get the generations corrected because we're way off base. We lost our orientation. We don't know the, the path that we need to be or who we are now. And so these words you're about to hear are ignored by many, many people in the church all the way to the top. And that's a scary thing in some ways. But then it's supposed to be that way. Because if they're a fort, they would be oppressive and restrict the messages. So I accept that as a good thing. We don't want Medjugorje approved. We don't want it condemned. If people think it's a big news that it be approved or some movement toward that, you're mistaken. The big news is I came today and gave us words. That's what our focus is, and we could care less with whether the church is going to officiate it or not. It's already officiated in our heart because we know our ladies appearing. I stake my life on it. And I'm not saying that in a rebellious fashion. I know the church cannot, will not condemn Medjugorje. Why do I know that? Because I know it's real. I've been with it enough and cognitions and seen things. I've seen Maria behind the scenes along with the other visionaries that there's no doubt it's happening. Nothing's going to change if they approve it. The fact that they approve it is because of the sense of the people. That's how it's approved. Otherwise, if it's not followed, if it doesn't grow, there's nothing to be there to prove. Why would you approve it? People get hung up on this approval thing, put so much overemphasis in it, and it's not to be concerned with. First of all, because we're very busy with the message. We have many things to accomplish. And so I've never been preoccupied. I've never been associated with these things, and I don't care to. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's May twenty fifth, 2017 message to the world. Dear children, the Most High has permitted me to call you anew to conversion. Little children, open your hearts to the grace to which you are all called. Be witnesses of peace and love in this peaceless world. Your life here on earth is passing. Pray that through prayer you may yearn for heaven and the things of heaven, and your hearts will see everything differently. You are not alone. I am with you and intercede before my son Jesus for you. Thank you for having responded to my call. What do you do when you start business? Can you operate in the city, the county, or the state? You have to get a city license or a county license if you're in the county. You have to get a permit for that. 
you have to get another one from the state so they can permit you to operate. I find it interesting the way a lady says in her words, the Most High has permitted me to call you anew to conversion. We call it a permit. I got my permit, meaning I got a, I'm permitted to operate in a business and a function. If we get your driver's license, you get a permit. They give you permission to practice underneath an adult in the car while you're training to be driving for the first year. But the fact that I says, the Most High has permitted me to call you anew to conversion. Did God go to her and say, hey, I want you to do this, I want you to do that? Or why... Why did we go to the county to get permission? Our lady says, permitted me. She received the permit. Did God come to her or did she go to God? Because God's at the point in our sin, in our life, that there was nothing there left for him to do. They rejected this, or we have, not they. We have rejected the redemption. We have failed. We've broken the commandments. We've been off base for a long time, and we're going deeper and deeper into that. All the messages show that. So we can imagine that a lady went before the throne of God. You say, well, how do we know that? Well, Satan did it. If Satan can do it, can our lady not go to him and say, hey, okay, you gave him a century. Give me a century. I permit that. I'm permitting you right now to go there and drive the world around what it's supposed to be and teach these people to do what they do. That it's wrong, and you turn them around. So God has permitted our lady to be with us. And you can bet she asked for this. She begged for it. Or she wouldn't be saying, the Most High has permitted me to call anew to conversion. Now, you could say, okay, well, we've been doing this 36 years. True, true enough. But with that 36 years, our lady says, at the ninth year, renew my messages. Why? Because our human nature, we lose our way even when we're on the way. She has to always be guiding us, always navigating us. And so this can mean two things or several things. Messages are like that. But the word permitted really, or permitted rather, really spoke to me when I read this message this afternoon. That how much she's working for us, that God really has given her this this time. And it's a glorious time in the moment that we're ending up Fatima in these next four months. And what's going to happen from there? We're writing a lot about that. My old focus in these last few weeks, is just about that. I got a new book coming out, The Ten Secrets, Where We Stand. Hopefully that'll be out in just the next few weeks. We even advertise it now to be out there because there's things to be told now. Because as Mariana has says, we've moved in the moment where everything is setting up for the secrets. So little children, open your hearts to the grace in which you are called. And that means us as apostles first. Because it's us who have to have the cognition and experience to do what we do. Because we've got a messed up world. How are we going to get out of that? Our lady's come to show us how to make it better. 
if we choose her way. If you don't choose her way, we're headed for perdition. We're in deep trouble. We quoted last time we were on air about 1982, about the message that said, in 1982 that said, many people are going to hell. And I said, how many people now from 82 to now with what's happening in the world are even more going to hell? But there is another side to that. Because in 82, we had more clarity of morals. We have less clarity now. And actually, we have people doing terrible things in the way they're living. But they may not even be judged because they've been raised so warped that they're less accountable. Maybe, maybe there was more people in 82 going to hell. There are many people today living a perdition life, but we can't judge that as far as where they end up for it. But we become a people who are resisting constantly. And we got to keep her light shining on us for others that we help them do that. So she's showing us how to grow out of the box that the world has and what it's become to create a new world a peace through love, where God fits in again in our daily moment of life. That's how we live in the community. God fits in here perfectly like a glove. And that's a beautiful way to live. And I would dare say, none of us here could ever go back to anything like we used to live. And we've grown the way. And to do that, you have to grow out of the way of the world.
find it a little bit humorous, maybe, in the language that Our Lady uses today when she says the Most High, God the Father has, you know, these one of the, the three persons in one, but to use that term for God, the Most High. So if you're the Most High, there's no one higher. You're at the top. Everything else is beneath you, the Most High. So Our Lady is saying, the Most High has permitted me to call you anew to conversion. There's no one higher than God the Father. And it's he, it's he who's permitting Our Lady to call us to conversion, call the world to conversion. In that, you know, especially in light of just the recent things that are going on with the church in Medjugorje. In that, is she also saying to us, since God the Father, the Most High, has permitted me to call you a new conversion, you have to open your hearts to the grace that you are called. She's encouraging her children to recognize they not only just permitted to be witnesses of peace and love, but that everyone is called to this and to, to maybe lift some of the confusion that's going on. You think she's addressing this in this message? What's so humorous about that? I don't, I'm asking you that question so I can answer your question. I just think that, you know, in her humility, she, she says everything with, with perfect grace without pointing a finger anywhere. Well, she's got a way of correction that's beautiful. We've talked about that with Francisco, Maria's son. Give him my best when he should have been childed and, and got known to. And she's here that way to do things is in a positive way that she said that message once it said, Get, turn every negative into a positive. She's turning negative situations into positive. It's a beautiful thing how she works. We've got here a charism where we pray for a nation. In fact, that was the first thing I started for. That's when I went to Medjugorje. My whole request before Medjugorje was grief over the direction of our nation was headed, where it was going to end up, and how bad things were going to be. Consecrating the tree in the field. And we've got millions and millions of prayers of novenas, which we're starting this June 25th, all the way to Christmas. And we've been in this for how many years now? Is this the 25th year? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're civil jubilee of doing novenas. When does that work? When does it happen? When is there an answer to prayer? We're seeing the manifestation of our way of life, our way, our charisms, come into fruitation. You say, well, other people are praying for the nation. Not like we have. We fasted for nine days. We've done novenas for 25 years. We do them seven novenas a year, starting June 25th all the way to... November 25th, and then another right before Christmas, just for the healing of our nation. And to see the things that's happening is tremendous. Our Lady's answering these prayers. She's a woman. A woman could do a lot of things. Very influential. Just by being feminine, sweet, and in a position that she can act on through these traits, that gives her power, power of influence. 
What does it mean for Our Lady to come to the field and say, after we've done all these novenas, we did four years of consecrations, and then she says, after we asked the healing, we gave the consecration, we ask Our Lady to accept this consecration a fourth time, and then she says, Form and make prayer groups through which we'll pray for your healing and the healing of this nation. She's never done that in the Medjugorje apparitions in 36 years. She's never addressed a nation specifically outside of Ireland, which she's just asked them to pray. But we got specific instructions because we had a charism felt in our hearts that we had to heal a nation. And it starts with the family and it starts with prayer and people that will sacrifice a life for the salvation of the world, February 25th, 1988. She asked for that. I'll tell you what happens from it. I'll tell you the proof of it. It's not even 24 hours old. We have Melania Trump in Italy before the Pope and said she's looked forward to this, and this is a great moment for her to meet him. Well, she's met everybody in the world just being the rich situation she's in and then she releases that she's catholic we didn't know that i thought she was maybe of of the orthodox or somebody because of slovenia but she comes forward unabashed we've only had one other catholic in there both were catholics it was jackie kennedy but she didn't do things publicly melania pulls out her rosary she says she says this, and she asks it to be blessed by the Pope. You don't think that that's incredible? And then before that, a few months back, she starts off without Donald knowing about it, the president, and she says, and our father. Jackie Kennedy didn't do that in a time when she could have done that. Now it's very unorthodox, it's very uncouth, it's very un proper to do that and it's not just that her whole form francis has relaxed the decorum where you come there with a black veil and a black dress and a black suit she dressed her husband in a black suit he wears a blue suit all the time because her and even ivanka who's jewish conform to what has always been tradition in the vatican when you meet the pope dressed in black Black veil, a perfect model of what should be done that can't be there without prayers that brought this about. And so here's Melania. Then she goes to the hospital and she prays there. Then she goes in front of the statue of Our Lady. They got a picture of her making the sign of the cross. Then she goes there and gives flowers and lay them at the foot of Our Lady. What does it mean to have a woman, the first lady of the whole world, the most powerful position, in a secular position, in the White House praying the rosary, who's devoted to the Virgin Mary? You tell me that that's not connected to what we did here, taking charge. I'm not doing this to take credit for it. It's Our Lady. She put her there. And through her dominion, she'll have the influence. Donald Trump said, or respectfully, President Trump said he won't forget the words of the Pope. He's impacted by it. And of course, we have 
bad influences around the Pope. We talked about that on Mesonomics today. So what does it mean that we see this taking place in the White House, that we've got somebody sitting there knowing that throughout her day, she's praying Hail Marys? This is amazing stuff. You're going to see things, people, in these next four anniversaries of the 100th year, June 13th, July 13th, August 13th, September 13th, and bam, October 13th. This is our century. We now realize that. I just wrote about it. It's in the words of Harvester. It's headed toward you right now. The last words of Harvester before that was about it. And we're seeing now Medjugorje, and then also we're seeing it being distance. Roger Staubach was a devout Catholic. And of course, he threw the pass that he called the Hail Mary. And before he released that, he prayed to Hail Mary. And Peterson, as the guy who called it, he said, talking about the term Hail Mary, that after that happened, it says, quote, it's crossed over into all parts of life, Pearson said. You hear it in church. You hear it in the business world. You hear it in sports, community life, charity life. What it is is there are Hail Mary moments in people's lives. We all have them. When our backs are against the wall and you don't know where the rent's coming from or the kids need braces and the car needs fixing, the Hail Mary is something that we have that when everything else doesn't work, this does. And he goes on and says, for some reason, some way, somehow, we find a way to overcome those moments. We all catch a Hail Mary to do it. We was reading about this earlier. And they say that when a Hail Mary pass has been thrown now, that the other side reacts in a way that they say, hell hath no furry, like a fan base whose team just got torched by a Hail Mary. So it's satanic, even because it's been used by that way. Now that symbolizes something that's sports, but that's our life. You think Satan is happy that Milana is in the White House praying the rosary? And has she got a statue in the White House? This is big. This is powerful. At the 100th anniversary. And so what that means, I held Mary, as applied to life, that what it is in a play is something that should never happen. You could never complete the play, but somehow, miraculously, it does. It's an impossibility. And all of us need these Hail Marys, and we're seeing something. It's impossible for Trump to be president in the White House right now. It's impossible for him to have a wife that's Catholic, except God ordained it, because we've been praying. It's impossible for a president and that wife to go to Israel. And then also for the president to gather 40 nations to get behind and get together to fight terrorism. And then to go to the Vatican. Judaism, Muslims, Christianity. It's amazing things we're seeing. Reflect, stop, and think. It's all I Mary. 
And that's what we're about. And that's what you're about. And that's what she's about. We're saying things that's not possible, that shouldn't be happening and happening. And on the sidelines, they say, hell no, no flurry like the other team because they know that shouldn't have happened. And they're angry. The Dems or the demonics. And you say, well, I shouldn't say the Democrats or the demonics. The demonics. Read their platform. If you're a Democratic, you're supporting that. I heard a clip yesterday about abortion. They got a woman saying, ooh, look at his head. And they crack a skull. And she gets cut on skull. She says, I didn't know it was that sharp. And then the other things, I won't even say what they were saying. And they weren't talking with any emotion in the middle of this abortion. One other thing they did say, you know, it's very difficult to take these little arms off. They're made so strong. How do you do that? How do you say that with that emotion? How can you be so hard? These are women. This ain't a doctor. This ain't men. These are women are doing this. And so they're angry. The Democrats, they support this. If you're a Democrat, that's your name. You support that platform. You cannot be a Christian and be a Democrat. End of story. Get out of it. And don't think I'm happy or I'm saying that Republicans okay. The platform's good. But you got just the pilots in it the same way. Punches pilots. We'll wash our hands of this because they have no courage, no stamina to stand up our stomach. And so they're just as bad and worse because they don't give a yes completely. They're in the middle. The Dems, we know what they are. And it is demonism. And they're angry because a Hail Mary passes in the White House right now and something's going to happen that's impossible. For the homeless standing on the corner Pushing papers and needing a buck For the mamas crying in the checkout line Using food stamps down on their luck To the farmers praying for rain To help the grain and the children grow Oh, the world's in a drought Would you let it rain down Just a little bit of hope I'm throwing up a Hail Mary song talking about a prayer right to you goes up on a fourth and long yeah there's still time on the clock and lord with you we still got a shot so i'm throwing up a hail mary throwing up a hail mary we sure got a lot of hate running round Fingers pointing guns We need to change the aim Let them hear your name Get the world spinning back on love I'm throwing up a Hail Mary A hallelujah song Talking about a prayer Right to you Goes up on fourth and long Yeah there's still time On the clock and Lord With you we still got a shot So I'm throwing up a
song Talking about a prayer right to you Goes up on a fourth and long Yeah, there's still time on the clock And Lord, with you we still got a shot So we're throwing up a Hail Mary We're throwing up a Hail Mary Throwing up a Hail Mary We're throwing up a Hail Mary It's amazing what we're seeing and how rapid everything is going from one direction to the other. The pendulum is swinging and it's swinging our way. The question is going to be, are we capturing enough souls to bring them to Our Lady? All our emphasis is for us to show everybody else this way. Open your heart to the grace which you're called. And then we have the resistance. The resisting resistance. Even from the church. There's no waiting for it. There's no waiting for the church. I just wrote this, and it's a very critical reading to make it your philosophy. Revealing the truth about saving the world. It's critical. You change your mentality to that. Because you're going to be resisted in every kind of way possible. And there's a reason for that. It's to let you learn how they're going to be resisted, who you teach and bring to Our Lady. The writing, The Truth About Saving the World, is on Medj.com. You just go to the left-hand menu, click on Medjugorje Headlines, and you'll find it there. It's the May 2nd, or I think it was published on May 8th, but it's the writing for the May 2nd message. Looking at Our Lady's message today, just in the the global view of the message, it appears, by all appearances, it's as if Our Lady is preparing us for something. I don't know if I don't know if you want to address what that might be—an event, a spiritual happening, a world happening, or something to that effect. But her usage of the words, number one, the Most High, because that's the Most High is a, is different from just saying God. So she's giving an emphasis that this it's the most high that's permitted her. Secondly, she's saying that she wants us to be open to that grace that we're called to, everyone, the peaceless world, life on earth is passing, yearn for heaven, see things differently, you're not alone. All of these things, by all appearances, point to the fact that Something in the world is about to happen. Do you do you think that that's a proper reading of the message? There's no question. When I start saying the Most High, the multiple use of that is the establishment everywhere is being removed. You go right up to the top. The Most High is God, of course. She's speaking about this. He's permitted that. But also speaking in reference, here we got in Most High, the most powerful position in the world, the First Lady, Catholic, praying the rosary, devotion to the Virgin Mary, laying flowers, unabashed. This is an atomic bomb. I was reading some uh, clips on it that we had pulled, reading about this, and the comments were caustic. 
talking about her past as a model. What was Mary Magdalene? It don't matter. The fact is, what she's doing now, and she's doing, and she was no Mary Magdalene at all in that sense. But we don't look at that. We look at what Our Lady has just given to us. We've got a voice there now that we can go to Our Lady that our heart is praying to her rosary to influence her to influence him. Look at the pictures of Melania with Pope Francis. He's not paying attention to, to Donald Trump. It's like he's so excited to meet her. And he was with smiles. They put on there, said the Pope didn't, on the things we pulled, on the stories, that he wasn't smiling in the pictures. And this is part of the lie of the fake news, the lying news casters, that they said he wasn't happy, and he was. And we addressed some of the things very strongly about Francis, given this sickly. I don't want to go in that with my 25th message. Listen to Medjinomics today. What do we name this? How people so high can be duped. Yeah. And that, okay, this was done before the 25th message. That's correct. And I, you left, I left the studio to go to the rosary for the message. And you said, what are we going to name it? I says, how can people so high be so duped? The most high. This is what already writes, and this unfolds to you right now live on radio. You say things, you do things that a lady lays out to show, hey, my thumbprint is on this. How can people so high be duped? Because our lady is going to the high places and offices now, qualifying what I'm saying, that she says peace won't come to the presidents. It comes from the people, from the prayers, from the Hail Marys, because it will do what's impossible. Nobody believed Trump, even to this day, can be there. They're trying to blame it on the Russians. He's there because we ordained it through our prayers. We through the past. The Hail Mary happened, and Trump's sitting there, and he's got a Catholic wife. And we got a statue there. We got rosaries there. I gave personally Donald Trump in his hand a rosary. And he gave me thumbs up. And three times he looked back at me and gave a thumbs up. Our lady is working in the high places around the world to get rid of the establishment because they're so cancered. They have eaten up the governments like a cancer on the liver. And a tumor, and everything's upside down. And all these people in this Hail Mary on the sidelines, when the opposing team does what is impossible, they go demonic. That's the explanation of the media, what they're doing. It's very evident. And we got to be in a hurry to implement everything we've got because this is the throes, this is the birth pangs of triumph. The devil is losing his century. And I dare say, October 13th changes the whole ball game because that's the high area of what's going to be impossible is going to be possible. And we're already seeing it. We're sensing it. Actually, it's in the air right now. We just don't know if it's going to be caught. We haven't seen that. But we know it's coming because we, our lady says, I can feel a triumph through you. She's calling you. And what does she call us to To be in war? To fight? We've got to realize right now, we're in a full-fledged war. Being an apostle of Our Lady 
is through what she's teaching us through her instructions of her messages. It's, it's instructive. All her words are instructive. Her training is this cognition. That's why our lady breaks us to pieces. We get broken down going through cognition. We learn these things. But in our war, we'll use her instructions and cognition. That's our basic training to go to fight, to go to war. The, the fight we have is the ground between the earth and heaven and earth and hell. You've got to recognize right now, we're in a battle. If you don't recognize it, you're going to be killed. One day you're going to wake up. You're going to see the flames. It's either going to be the Holy Spirit or it's going to be hell. This is where we are today, August 2nd, 1981. This message makes it clear. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. We're fighting for ground between earth and heaven and earth and hell. I know people, and you know people, you can see it, you can read about it. The civilians, they don't want to be in a war zone. They don't want a part of it. But they get killed too. And they're innocent in some ways, but we're all guilty because you can't avoid the battles coming. There's going to be collateral damage. Your family may be part of it. People that don't want to follow Our Lady. But this war that we're in the middle of fighting our beginning, actually, is never going to be forgotten. And people that's in the fight will never forget that. We forget about Vietnam. We forget about others. Most people alive now doesn't know about World War II, really, about hearing the war stories. Me be born in 1953, hearing all, just a few years after World War II, hearing our dads talk about it, our uncles, our cousins, and our neighbors. It was a lot for us. We're in the midst of the battle of the world. And while other wars are being forgotten now, this one will not. And you're a soldier for it. Just 18 When I shipped out It was 51 North versus South Walked into hell the day I hit that shore. An unknown soldier in the forgotten war. Dodging bullets, disarming minds, savage fighting, the coolest kind. Like no enemy we've ever seen before I'm still haunted by the forgotten world We came back changed We came back scarred Some embodied bags and some silver stars Forgotten 
got home It was almost like We'd never gone We've been proud of what We've been fighting for Never dreamed It would be the forgotten war We came back changed We came back scarred We are in battle, and when you understand that, it's going to be easier for you to change the direction of your life, your finances, your relationships, your work, your hobbies, your pleasures, your play. I don't even know how people could go to a movie today. Three hours or sit out, two hours doing that. There's so much to do. We the people are getting people in the most high places because the most high is permitting our lady to influence that and place those people there. It's exciting. And we're in a bloody battle. Your heart's going to be hurt when you convert and you gain those cognitions so that through that, you can help all these souls that's going to come to our lady in droves when the secret's released. We're in the moment that we have waited for for so long in our hearts, yearning for it, not knowing, not realizing what we're yearning for. And to be part of it, to give Trump a rosary and wonder why at first he didn't recognize what it was. Secret Service is actually the story to retell it real quickly. My wife and I was in New York. We attended one of a small gathering. We were right in front of him on the podium. And afterwards, we left after he talked. But then he came back down. I'd gotten away. Then people had pushed up 20 people deep across the whole railing. And I thought, boy, I wish I'd stayed there because I could give him a rosary. I walked over there to the back of the 20th person. And said, there's no way to go through there. They're going to knock you down that fight. What are you doing? Pushing your way. I just dropped to the floor and crawled through everybody's legs. By the time they were looking down, they were pressed together. I'd already passed them and popped up right there where he was coming in three, four, five seconds. Secret Service grabbed my hand because they can't take anything. And I said, it's just a rosary to the Secret Service. And then he looked at it. And shrugged his shoulders like, he's Catholic, he understands. I gave it to Trump, and he accepted it. He looked at it, 
and gave thumbs up. And again, it did it three times. But here it is. Our Lady's doing all these little pieces of the puzzle. Because this rosary had been blessed by Our Lady. So he had that. And then doing that without Lady Noah's rosary. All these things, everything we've done for 30 years here at Caritas, everything you've done is playing part of the story. And sometimes it's just done to give you confidence to continue. Our Lady's encouraging us, don't stop. And no matter what happens, the Secret Service grabbed my hand to stop me. And when I gave an argument, he broke protocol, actually the rules. You can't give the president anything. It could be laced with poison. He's not supposed to do that. I probably shouldn't have said New York. Maybe I'll get fired now if they do an investigation. I find it interesting when Our Lady says, pray that through prayer, you may yearn for heaven and the things of heaven. Why didn't she just say, pray to yearn for heaven? But she says, pray that through prayer, you may yearn for heaven. So my question is, could she be saying, there are other ways to move hearts, to yearn for heaven and the things of heaven. It's better to let prayer lead you to this knowledge, this depth. Well, that's one sentence. See, she don't go by grammatical rules because she's more for the meaning. I had a guy one come to me one time. He says, you got compositions in the way you write. It's, don't, it's, it's not written right. I'm a professor. I'd like to redo this book. No, this is the devil coming to me because I write where they get the fullest meaning, even if it's not grammatically correct, because to smooth it out, you lose the point. Here is a lady saying, pray that through prayer you may yearn for heaven and that things of heaven, your heart shall see everything differently. But the fact is, our lady is saying that if you're heaven, if you're joy, you attract people. We talked a little while ago about millennia being sweet, being feminine, being poised, gives influence. Actually, men are attracted to that. You can be a holy person like Francis. He's attracted to Melania. Look in the picture. Not in a crude way or an illicit way, but just the reasons that the Most High sent the Virgin Mary. She can do things I can't do. I'm God. I'm a man. I'm Father. I represent a man. He's God, of course. And he could have sent Jesus Christ in whatever he wanted to, but as manly, because God is manly. And our ladies, the feminine sides of heaven to show that side. And here it is, we have something in the White House. And so in, in yearning for heaven, you have to see those things, because it says, in things of heaven, and your heart will see everything differently. We have to have that. How do we see that? You know, Maria, when you give her a photograph, we give her photograph albums. She's always wanting to keep up. So we give her a historical. Actually, we're working on right, one right now because I'm about to go to Medjugorje. And she gets the photograph albums, and she goes through them, and she stares at every picture. And she looks at it and meditates on it. She peers into it. What are they thinking at that point? What's in their heart? I've watched her watching pictures. And so when I look at her looking at the picture, 
I'm contemplating what is she doing? I've never seen people look at photographs like that, but she learns this to study it. What was the scene that was happening at that? What was the emotions of the people in that picture? Because every picture now is just a selfie. It's, I was on the plane. I talked about this, I think, on Metronomics. And everybody, as soon as we land, is going through everything. And not, then I spend one second on everything. Every picture, they're just flicking to the next, to the next. And they won't go back because they're, oh, yeah, I know that. I see that. Nobody's studying anything. Nobody's contemplative. Nobody's thinking. Whatever happened about the pictures on the refrigerator? where they sit there and you can think of all these stories and you study it. And I'm going to Medjugorje and there's been pictures that were sent to me three or four years ago, me and my wife, and one of our houses there. And I was thinking today about that, that when I go there, those pictures bring warmth and you just stare. We do a rosary. I'm just looking at it. They've been just hanging there on printed out inkjet paper from our copy machine over in Medjugorje. And it's covered the whole front and on the side. I think it was sent on Father's Day, wasn't it? I think so. So, of course, this Father's Day is coming up. But we don't stop long enough to really look into life. We don't reflect anymore. We don't have pictures on the refrigerator. All these are going to disappear off your cell phones, people. You're making a big mistake not having photographs. Big mistake. You're going to regret everything about this. You may say, oh, I got a few here and there. No, you're taking so many that it's meaningless. There's no purpose to it. You don't even look at it. And for us, we live a life that we see things every day. And it's just like the picture on the refrigerator. It's a beautiful thing to study life when it's frozen on a piece of paper. Well, that's Christmas of 2003 Everybody's gathered around the tree When the flash went off I blinked And every year they still laugh at me Well, that's Mom and Daddy's wedding day The corners curl but the color fades A magnet keeps it on display Man, they look so happy And pull on a fridge and there A hundred thousand memories packed Three by five in square And our whole life singing side by side The best ones are the ones that get remembered Refrigerator pictures That's Grandpa cheering in the rain My first peewee football game There's cutting birthday cake I was turning seven But he's been gone a few years now Shoot him, miss him, beating round I know his face is smiling down Makes me hope that heaven has pulled on a fridge and there A hundred thousand memories packed Three by five in squares And our whole lives singing side by side The 
Last ones are the ones that get remembered Refrigerator picture And I know I don't make it Back home near enough But when I do I find myself In the kitchen looking up Polaroids on a fridge and there A hundred thousand memories packed Three by five in square And our whole lives hanging side by side The best ones are the ones that get remembered Refrigerator pictures Refrigerator pictures So remember, we have something now that we can have such influence on because they're open and because if we open and we pray to the Virgin Mary while Maloney's praying to her that we can vote in a way through prayer, through a Hail Mary, to do something impossible that shouldn't work out for the battle we're in in a war that will never be forgotten because it's between heaven and hell and we're in the middle. You just gain some influences that if you follow her instructions Accept her cognitions, trial by fire. You will change your world and thereby the whole world. And those pictures and memories will be with us for eternity because it's going to decide where we will spend it. Beautiful moments. Love, pray, and witness. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 
672-2000.